Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mercy in Action. I'm Gary Tester, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Central Florida. And with me this morning is my compadre, uh, Father Anthony Aarons, who is chaplain at both Bishop Moore High School, uh, shout out to Tom Doyle, and also the chaplain at Catholic Charities of Central Florida. And we have with us a very special guest this morning, David Branson, and we'll get to David in just a couple of minutes. Hello, Father. Well, hello to you. So here we are again. Indeed. It's and good to see you. We're going to be talking about some great things. We as, are. As we continue to focus on works of mercy and what mercy is in our church. And you've been traveling a bit, finding out more about mercy in the past few weeks. Oh, yes. You know, as, as pretending to be young, I was at World Youth Day. Did they ID you? You know, Oh, of course. Well, naturally, because they wanted if I if I got there without my parents' permission. <laughs> you know? But but there we were seeing mercy in action through the confessions that were heard, and that was my primary role there. And and in a little while, I'm I'm off again to the Dominican Republic to carry out more works of mercy with students from Bishop Moore. Well, I'm glad we were able to borrow some of your time today then to talk about some of the mercy that's in action here in our diocese. You know, I think we could start with, with a little reading from an Old Testament book. Great. But as always, let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And the reading is from the book of Tobit, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. I performed many charitable works for my kinsmen and my people. If I saw one of my people who had died and been thrown outside the walls of Nineveh, I would bury him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. So I guess that with that reading, we realize that we're probably going to be talking about burying the dead. We are. Which is indeed a great work of mercy. And from a Christian point of view, we believe that it is our duty, our responsibility, to accompany those who have died, sort of helping them as they make their transition from this earthly journey onto the kingdom of heaven. And so we carry out this work of mercy, the burial of the dead, because we believe that we are trying to help through our prayers and through our other ministry, help the dead to find a place in heaven, as well as helping the family to find closure when someone dies. Because through burial, we can help people in their grieving process. And, and we also realize that, that reverence for the body of someone who has died is an important Christian responsibility. Because the person who has died was and continues to be a child of God, having been made so through the sacrament of baptism. And so baptism helped that person to gain eternal life. And we find this too from, from the, the catechism of the Catholic mm -hmm. Church, because the catechism tells us that the bodies of the dead must be treated with respect and charity in faith, and in hope of the resurrection. And we say that all the time, don't we? We do. We believe in the resurrection of the dead. Absolutely. And the life of the world to come. So, Father Anthony, those are, it's a great reflection. I, I just appreciate very much that you pulled from the book of Tobit, only because of the fact that many folks don't 
necessarily familiarize themselves with Tobit, and yet there's an Old Testament ref a reference to this work of burying the dead. So our guest this morning is here to help us talk about a topic that I think overall, if we don't have the perspective you just shared, it's not one we want to talk about. I mean, just realistically speaking, I'm not thrilled about talking about death. Most people aren't, and there are questions we have that we don't ask. Mm. And so mm. I think we have the opportunity between you, Father Anthony, and David. Welcome. I think Thank we you. have a great opportunity to talk about some of these issues and, and discuss with joy where the diocese is headed in terms of this beautiful work of burying the dead. So, David, would you um, tell us your title uh, and, and how long you've been in that role for the diocese? Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Father. Uh, my name is David Branson. I'm the director of cemeteries for the Diocese of Orlando. Began all the way back to May of 2017. <laughs> so it's not all that long in these shoes or chair. So it's a new ministry by the diocese to purposefully reach out and to truly begin to deliver large-scale cemeteries throughout our Central Florida families. We do have several small legacy cemeteries that grew up with individual parishes long mm -hmm. before the Diocese of Orlando came on the scene. <laughs> sure. We have San, uh, All Souls Cemetery in, in Sanford, Sanford, and it started, began in 1897. Wow. And uh, St. Joseph Cemetery down in Palm Bay mm -hmm. that began in 1914. And a new, uh, relatively, uh, arrival on the scene is a Catholic uh, cemetery columbarium in St. Matthew in Winter Haven, mm -hmm. which began its ministry in 2005-2006. Okay. So that's the extent of, I'll say, established, recognized cemeteries uh, throughout our large nine-county diocese. So Bishop Noonan in 2015-16 began to take action on what had been discussed for over a decade, is to launch a large-scale Catholic cemetery. Burying the dead is a regulated activity in the state of Florida, and so we're going through that regulation. We have successfully passed the first hurdle with the state regulators for our inaugural diocesan cemetery, of which will be eventually 50 acres, adjacent to the San Pedro Spiritual Development Center, and has been titled Queen of Angels Catholic Cemetery. We love the name and we love the opportunity to partner name. and join in with the San Pedro Center team and, if you will, their sense of spirituality and presence to extend that to other acreage that has been undeveloped all this mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. into the operation of a Catholic cemetery. So let me ask a question. Father, from your perspective, we're taking what sounds like a big step in the creation of Queen of Angels Cemetery. And so... From the perspective of a priest, Father, why is this significant for the Diocese of Orlando? Well, well, one of the first things that we have to bear in mind is that we always believe that our dead should be buried in, in a place that has been hallowed and set apart for, for this purpose. And, and so, yes, it is true that public cemeteries are, are like that, but, but we always have in the, in the Order of Christian Funerals there's always a blessing of the grave spot. And if this place has not been previously blessed, and you know, we, we do that. And, and so I believe that now when, when we have this Queen of Angels Cemetery, 
we won't have to have that blessing anymore because it would have already been hallowed for for the burial of the dead. So would it be correct mm-hmm. to say that that then the Queen of Angels becomes consecrated ground? Oh, indeed. Mm-hmm. And as Father correctly said, spot by spot, if you will, place by place, mm-hmm. where our Catholic faithful have been buried has been, should the rites have been followed properly, blessed and sanctified as holy ground for that location to give comfort to our many families because this is a new thing for yeah. our 50 years as a diocese sure. and even longer when it was this diocese of St. Augustine. So this is a comfort, but what we offer as a Catholic cemetery that differs mm-hmm. us from a commercial cemetery is one is our mindfulness of our ministry and our service to our faithful community. And that would be manifested in our staff, our interaction and collaboration with the bereavement ministers and other ministers at the family's home parish, and walking with the family through their journey from the death of their loved one to the burial of their loved one, and provides a place that is a sacred place of prayer and reflection. So we will have religious art, prayer services, and an environment that prompts the spirituality and the reflective devotion of the space that you could not match with a commercial setting that does not have that as their prime objective. I got to tell you, this sounds a lot more involved than I would have guessed for a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that with all due respect. I mean, I, um, it's been many years since I've had a loved one who passed away. Uh, but realistically speaking, I mean, you mentioned bereavement ministers. You talked about ministry, spiritual reflection. Father, where are we going with you this know, in terms you know, of theology? So, you see, so, so, it's, so it's bringing it all together. You know, I believe that part of this has to do with, with the way that we view life. Because we think of life as being so sacred from conception up to natural death. And so if we, if we think of it in that light then why is it that we're going to skimp when it comes to the, to the end oh. portion? Oh. You see? Yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. I've and, not thought of it that okay. way. And, and so we make a great demand for good Catholic schools, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so we do. So why not have the same sort of demand for a place for the interment of, of our dead? Something that David said, and I'm tying it back to what you just said, mm-hmm. Father. So, David, you pointed out, and I, I thought for folks out there who, who would listen, they might think, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, my, my parents are buried in a public cemetery. You've pointed out that if we follow the right, that burial plot is blessed mm-hmm. and, and consecrated. What we're saying now as a diocese, if I'm tracking this correctly, is we're creating a cemetery where the entire ground is consecrated. And so... That should provide comfort to me as a Catholic uh, in terms of my own family members and things like that. And I suspect that that's part of the reason that the bishop has been eager to pursue this. As you mentioned, it's a a conversation that's over a decade old, but now we're actually moving on it. Yes. It is sacred ground and it is sacred space. Mm -hmm. And so there is a, you know, we look to carry forward with that sense of spirituality that we have been blessed being neighbors to San Pedro Center into the cemetery and throughout its development, in its design, in its artwork, in its layout, in its landscaping. So this is a place that is set apart. This is a place that will not be just on the side of a busy road. That's beautiful. This is a place that families can come and spend special time privately or in small community in the memory 
of their loved one. We also look forward that this new business and ministry of the cemeteries of the diocese, it becomes a platform to discuss and open up a dialogue on what I perceive as the the best final chapter of our of our theology. Hallelujah. We are looking for life everlasting and resurrection in the end time. And so this becomes an opportunity to take away that reluctance, start to chip away at it, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Gary, to talk about death. Mm-hmm. It's part of our journey. In fact, it is such a celebrated part of our journey that we can't get to our final goal and achieve the ultimate good news until we go through this part of our journey. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting is that last year at Bishop Moore, we had a a gathering of parents, you know, and what we're talking about was um, planning a Catholic funeral. And of course, one of the questions that came up was about a Catholic cemetery, you know, for as as people were planning the, the the burial of their loved ones, you know, where do we do this and how do we go about doing this? And the question that is always asked is, should we have a full body burial or should we have cremation? The should is the church's preference mm. is that the body is kept intact for all of the funeral rites, which is the vigil, the funeral mass, and the committal service. That is the Catholic Church's preference. During Vatican II and subsequent writings afterwards, cremation was seen to be acceptable provided that it is not chosen to disavow the promise of the bodily resurrection, to do it to spite the Catholic faith, or to do it for reasons of naturalism. I want to return to Mother Earth or some naturalistic concepts. So there are proper reasons to choose, including financial and circumstances. Now, this is for the worldwide church. Mm -hmm. Now, cremation has been, if you will, quite regularized in parts of Europe for many decades. And so it took until Vatican II to have it, if you will, explained to be acceptable to the Catholic community. Now, we here in the United States have, as we typically do as a culture, take something and really run with it. So as far as should, one should do what is pastorally and ministerially best for the family. There are many times when cremation is the better, if you will, choice for the surviving family, given the matrix of costs and things. Our funeral... Uh, industry has many decades of creating much embellishment that is uh, surface only to caskets and to vaults Mm -hmm. and to other artifices that is not, if you will, substantively really needed, but it satisfies an yearning by the family to pay such great respect for the ones who have passed and say do that through a more embellished uh, vessel. Cremated remains allows that to happen, but the vessel is much smaller, Mm -hmm. the price point is lower, Mm -hmm. and the interment is not as as complicated. Now, you use the term, uh, David, columbarium. Is that the term that applies to those remains that come after uh, cremation and, and refers to how they're buried? The body is transformed in the cremation process to cremated remains. Those who listen will probably want to go and 
visit a few uh, Google articles or YouTubes about cremation. Uh But what you have is a small bag that represent, that is the full cremated remains of an individual. Now here the church very clearly points out in its appendix to the order of Christian funerals that cremated remains are no less noble, worthy of our devotion and respect as a full body. So just as you would not dismember a full body and leave part of it on your shelf or rear it around your neck or on your finger, you would not want to do this with the cremated remains of a member of your family. Mm -hmm. So the church, should you choose cremation, demands respect and proper handling of the cremated remains. Always kept intact, for those remains will be brought into a new glorified body upon the resurrection, no less than a, a body that was a, a kept intact and buried in a, if you will, traditional or historic way. So the way you describe that, it, it, Father Anthony, what it does for me is it brings back, uh, really from the book of Tobit, uh, it brings back that love, that respect, mm. that, that desire to care tenderly uh, for um, the, the body, the remains of someone that we love who has died. Mm. And it sounds like this gives us a tremendous opportunity, David, in the diocese to begin a more significant journey toward the establishment of that sacred space. I love that phraseology that will allow family members to know that uh, at long last, uh, I've I've desired a Catholic cemetery, uh, Catholic grounds. uh, And so it sounds like the cemetery will include burial plots for bodies, the traditional uh, burial, and also, then, will there will there be columbariums the, at Queen yes. of Angels? In Queen of Angels, in our first phase, which will be indicative of future phases, mm-hmm. we have, if you will, about 1,500 spaces for full-body burial in a pre-installed vault. Then we'll have, given the, and acknowledging the over 60% choice of wow. cremation in today's mm-hmm. society in our Orange and Seminole counties, about 3,000 interment spaces for cremated remains in the ground and other vessels you mentioned the word columbarium Mm -hmm. consider that as an outdoor uh, mausoleum type okay of niches these would be say one cubic foot Mm -hmm. of a placement of an urn in a vertical structure okay we will also open our first columbarium (laughs) building think of that as the equivalent of a indoor mausoleum Mm -hmm. so it'll be under roof air-conditioned, and provide niches, places to repo- mm-hmm. repose, urns of cremated remains in a variety of niches, uh, some with a glass front, some with a solid front, wood, bronze, and different, mm-hmm. and then also have uh, a spaces for visitation, seating in the comfort and outside, from, uh, you know, being inside from the elements. I, I hate to say this, but I'm just dying to see this come to fruition. Oh, yes. You, know? you, you can imagine the amount of jokes that I get in my regular, in my, uh, regular day. Absolutely. And as I uh, like to respond at an occasion, well, have, say what you may, I will eventually get all the dirt on you. <laughs> well, listen, um, we're, we're going to wrap up. David, if someone has, has heard this podcast and would like more information, about Queen of Angels, when will that information be available and how, how do they go about obtaining it? 
Well, we will be uh, developing our website, and we already have a URL and social media channels that are being managed by our communication secretariat. Our website will begin to be developed, and we'll launch that uh, in May. Okay. Of this year? Of this year. Okay. We look mm-hmm. to begin construction in April and hopefully and prayerfully be open in the first quarter of 2020 wow. with our first uh, phase. You can follow the progress of our Queen of Angels Catholic Cemetery project on Facebook at Catholic Cemeteries CFL and on the diocesan website under Ministries Catholic Funerals. Well, thank you for that information. I think that... uh, Go ahead, Father. Mm, No, I was going to say, I look forward to the first All Souls Day celebration in the new cemetery. Yes, indeed. Well, and I want to thank you, David. I know that um, coming aboard and taking this project literally from the concept and bringing it this far has required a lot of teamwork, uh, but obviously someone has to be responsible, and and it's great that you're here, and thank you for sharing time with us today. Thank you, Gary. You're most welcome. Father, do you want to wrap us up? Yes, just so, Kim. So I'd like to close with, with another verse of Scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. So with our eyes fixed on Jesus' merciful gaze, let us experience the love of the most holy trinity through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Mercy in Action. We'll talk to you next time.